really the economy is the makeup of all of us. Okay, so we are the economy. The people listening to this, we are the economy. So we get to decide which companies and entrepreneurs prosper, which ones will actually build and create a better world. So the masses have all the power. And this is similar to the reason why the system viciously attacks anyone who questions their authority and why they invest so heavily in influencing us. We must realize that we, the people, are truly in control. And I mention that all the time is, you know, digital banks uh, or uh, central banks, my gosh, central banks included, uh, which is the media, the disinformation campaign that happens all the time. They want us to believe specific things about the world because they know that ultimately the people have all the power. And so as the people become obedient to these different obscure rules of society that they're placing on us, the more and more the people buy into it, the less and less freedom we have, obviously. But to the contrary, the more power we do have when we say no, right? Non-compliance has been a word that people have been throwing around a lot. And we just cannot all buy into these systems of control for much longer. We have to decentralize our own lives, okay? We have to get out of these elements of control as often as we possibly can. But really, we have to realize that we are the power. We are in control of the future, right? The store of value belongs to the hardworking people in this country. You know, we dictate, and I would say all over the world, obviously, we dictate where our money goes and our energy flows, right? And, and you, can, you can call this a spiritual energy. It's very, it's very interesting and intrinsic when you look at it, uh, how you spend your money, your, what do you subscribe to, things like that. We'll get to that. But that's, where, that's what's fueling this system. So as you continue to be a, a patron of these authoritarian systems, these authoritarian corporatists, um, the more and more power they have and the less and less we have. So the more and more we empower each other, the better off we are. The first step here is just to acknowledge how powerful you are as an individual. What you do as an individual matters, okay? And how you spend your money matters, okay? And we got to do this. We have to we have to detox from the institutions of financial power. And what are ways to do that? We have to ask ourselves, what are you subscribed to? Okay, is it Netflix? Is it Disney Plus? Is it Hulu? Is it YouTube? It, it, what are these subscriptions that you might be paying for? And the, and the other question is, what is their agenda? How much influence do you have in their decisions as a company? You know, with a small business, you can really make an impact if you walk into the restaurant or whatever. And let's say they're doing masks and, they, and, they, and they're really strict about it. You go in there and you say, Hey, look, you know, me and my family, we're just, we're just not going to come here anymore um, because you're implementing a policy we just really don't agree with, right? And so if you do that and more and more people do that, what happens is that business has to change the way they do business, the, the policies that they might be putting in place that I would call or you would call or I, anybody really uh, authoritarian, um, useless, I would say useless also, uh, but really just civil violations, right? Civil lawsuit. That's, that's what it is. Um, 
these businesses will correct themselves. Whereas if you had a problem with something that Disney, you know, uploaded to their, you know, TV show or whatever, there is nothing you can do about that. There really is nothing you can do. And so that's why I meant the beginning of this, this podcast, which is just complaining about something you saw on Netflix is making a video about something on Netflix. It's just a waste of time. Like I get the critiques and I respect that. And there's some ways, some power in acknowledging some evil that might exist in the world and, and different elements of it. But it's also, and I do that, but you know, I'm, I'm also like on board with, you know, taking control of your own life. So you just can't sit there and complain about Disney plus, but like you're sitting there, you're a member and you just don't, you don't have a lot of control. Whereas you have a lot of control um, over small businesses and what they decide to do, how they decided to conduct business. If they implement their central bank, you know, digital token, right? Uh, in the future, you're going to be able to be like, Hey, do you accept Bitcoin here? Right? You're going to be able to kind of implement and be like, Hey, all I have is Bitcoin to pay. And that business is going to be like, Hey, I need to start accepting Bitcoin. And that's going to be the change we're going to make in the future. It's, it's about how we go about our daily lives and how, and, and the different companies that we do decide to support. Right? So we have to eliminate payments that are not serving you in a mutually beneficial way. You really need to understand that. You really need to start buying and, and spending dollars with people you trust, people you value, people you enjoy, um, people that you admire. I mean, these are the things that I've been doing in my life is buying from those kinds of people. Um, we have to evaluate how much attention you are giving to certain forms of entertainment uh, and investments of your time and money in organizations who just do not stand up for your values. I mean, you really have to take an audit of your own life in that manner. Um, once you are free from unnecessary payments and organizations and companies that are not lining up with your values, you've got to search for people and organizations who do. Um, a lot of people, you know, they're going from Twitter to Gab, right? Twitter to Getter, you know, they're, they're moving their, their intellectual property, if you will, right? Because your tweets and your posts on Instagram are your intellectual property. I'll give you a little hint right now. For me personally, everything that I post on social media, I actually have it documented in my own notes on my phone. That way, if anything were to ever happen to my social media, um, or if there was a place where I just couldn't, I couldn't write that stuff down or it all disappears somehow, I have access to it all. So that is your intellectual property. And so you should be putting your own thoughts, your own, your own pictures, whatever it is, you should be owning those first. You should be having them on your phone or on your hard drive or, you know, on, on a piece of paper, if you like to journal, you know, you should be writing your notes down. You should be writing some of the posts and some of the blogs and some of the pictures and things like that. You have to do that on your own separately from the social media companies because that is a, that is what we have to do in order to document um, all of the things that we're posting, right? God forbid we, we get our stuff deleted. So um, that's one way I'm doing, you know, breaking out of the matrix. You know, I, I like to write everything down that I, that I think of. I like to write it and have it personally. I have access to it. So uh, how am I personally doing this in my life? So I wanted to go over some things. So for me, it's no more Netflix or mindless entertainment. 
Um, some mindless entertainment's okay every every now and then, but conscious decision making process that goes into mindless entertainment is just not my thing anymore. No more media um, that is toxic to my well being. You know, I love I love news and information, but I've really got to stay away from certain shows and certain things because it's just it's like some people are just bitching too hard, and it's just too negative. You know what I mean? So I got to just like detox. Um, no more people who cause me stress or anxiety. So how have you developed your relationships in your life? And this is a whole nother system and podcast and a lot of things that I'm going to get into later in courses and stuff. But these relationships you have in your life, let's take an audit of your friend group. Let's take an audit of your family right now. Um, who right now can you think of that brings you anxiety in your life? And it's if, if it's your husband or your girlfriend or something, you know, that's a big, that's, that's a problem. You know, uh, you, you definitely need to look at that because yeah, that, that, that's too close for comfort, as I like to say. Uh, but you have to audit these people in your life. And so for me personally, I, I don't have anybody in my life that causes me stress or causes me anxiety. You know, that's a part of living in autonomy and living in my own, my own element and having, being self-employed and things like that. Like, that, that kind of power, like it, it, it's very, very important. So what do you have to do to claim that power back for yourself and not be involved in, in the craziness that is involved, well, that is around different people who cause you stress, right? Uh, so no more drama that brings my energy down or distracts me. So I don't want to be like in the middle of, of situations. I, I don't mind being a mediator because that is my gift for sure. But I have to learn when to say no and when to walk away and say, hey, you know what? I've just that's that's not my my position right now. I'm not going to to dive into that. I'm not going to get into the elements of that. So I, I you know, because at the end of the day, you know, I have to harness my own energy. I have to protect my own energy. And sometimes I can be, for whatever reason, for whatever it's worth, very involved in people's bullshit. Um, and they may be appreciative of it, but at the same time, I have to take into, uh, to account what, what's going on in my own, in my own life. Right. So no more drama, uh, and just setting boundaries, uh, similarly from that other thing I just said, but setting boundaries around my time and money, you know, really just my time, like how am I spending my time and not just who am I spending my time with, but how I'm personally managing time. I need to be more respectful. Like social media can can grab my attention too much, you know, and be like, I'm just scrolling. I don't know what I'm doing. I need to like quit that, you know. Um, sometimes I will literally throw my phone across the room, like just to like eliminate that distraction. Um, sometimes I will just shut my eyes if I just find myself like around and 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 consuming media in some way. Sometimes I just literally meditate, just close my eyes and just meditate and go to a, into a form of collecting my own thoughts, you know, that's, that's another thing I've been doing lately. Um, and then my money, obviously, yeah, money is so important. What am I subscribed to? You know, you know, it's funny. I just, I just got a new Subaru, um, last Monday. I don't even know what date that was. So for those of you listening to the podcast later, you're probably like, I don't know what Monday was. Um, but I just got this new Subaru and you know, I was making payments on a Dodge charger and I loved my Dodge charger. It was serving me in a higher way, but it wasn't serving me in a way that made the most sense for Colorado. And and for anyone who knows Colorado, it's pretty freaking brutal in the winters. And I can't take my rear wheel 
sports car up the mountains in the winter. It's just a an impossibility. And for someone who loves to snowboard and loves the mountains as often as I possibly can, uh, that's that's tough. You know, that's real tough because uh, I really do love going out in the mountains and and to have a Subaru now. Now my money, my car payment, okay, it is going into a vehicle that I love and adore that I, that is going to serve me in a higher way. So it's just, how are we spending our money? Right? Okay. You're subscribed to something. I'm not even asking you to, to not to unsubscribe necessarily as much as I'm asking you to, how can you transfer that money and say, Hey, what am I paying for every month? And, and take it, take this money and pay for a similar service. Maybe that's not doing the the negative things and, and, and switch that up. So here's another thing is making investments in yourself. Okay, these are these are really important elements to consider as well, which is, um, you know, I'd like to say add new hobbies and habits that will help build you up as a person. You know, over the last summer, uh, this summer, I, I learned pickleball and people can say what they want about pickleball. It is for old people. It was designed for old people because it's like the most uh, what's the word? What's the opposite of injury prone? That's what's that. That's what it's not. So, uh, I I guess injury prevention, like you just, it's like, you just can't get hurt necessarily playing pickleball. I can't say that for sure. You can get smacked with the pickleball for sure. I've gotten hit with it in the ear before. Um, but for the most part, it's a really fun game and it was a new hobby. It was a new, you know, sport that interested me enough to, to continue to do it a lot. You know, my, my, my sport was, was definitely disc golf not too long ago. Uh, and I, I really do need to hit a couple more disc golf courses before the winter comes in. But you know, these are habits and hobbies I would say hobbies in, in particular that have just benefited my life. You know, I've met amazing people. I've cultivated relationships with amazing people. So like people I might've already known now I've kind of like introduced them to pickleball or they've introduced me or we played together and it's just a lot of fun. And I just love that friendship and, and, and the camaraderie that comes with sports in general. So I'm asking you to consider where's it, what's a new sport that you can try? Um, you know, what's a, what's a new workout routine that you can implement? Are you even going to the gym? Like maybe you need to start going to the gym. You know, are you doing yoga? Are you doing, are you stretching? Um, are you doing anything? Are you meditating? Are you praying? What are hobbies and or habits that you can add in your life? That'll be investing into yourself. So instead of like watching your favorite show, yes, that makes you relatable to the other person the other, your, your girlfriends who are watching the bachelor, that's fine. Um, but is that really a solid investment? So I, again, I'm going to use the word audit. So you need to audit, meaning thoroughly look through some of those TV shows you're watching and some of the different uh, things you're learning about, because are you learning? I mean, do you even have a, a habit of learning? I mean, I read, you know, I have a habit of reading. Reading is very, amazing. It makes you a smarter person and, but it just makes you more interesting person in general. Are you trying to get like, if you're a guy out there listening to this and you're trying to get the girl you want, you should probably stop looking at her and start looking at some books because books make you a more interesting person. So when you go get the girl, you're able to actually have a conversation. You're able to hold up some kind of relationship with them because you, you know things. And I'm not saying be know it all. I'm just saying that reading and learning and, and, and applying things in yourself and applying, um, just, just new beneficial habits. It's going to make you an overall better person to make you more attractive person because these are very attractive qualities, right? Um, you need to consider new income opportunities in order to break out of the financial matrix as well. 
You know, um, what I do in business is something I plan on inviting more of my listeners to join me in because it is exceptionally fulfilling and abundant. Um, and you know, I think that for me, one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about was what I do, what I do in longevity with direct selling and, and, and that idea and the, the concept itself. And so in a brief way, I'll tell you this, you know, the awakening red pill that I had was it started with, uh, in the financial matrix, it started with home-based business and it started with the idea of being an employee and going to college. Um, and what happened was it was essentially this awakening where I realized that a formal education could make me a living, which is fine, but a self-education could make me a fortune, which is super fine. That's a quote by Jim Rohn. When I learned that quote and when I started diving into his books and diving into other elements of, of personal development, I started to realize that I cannot be under some kind of central authority telling me how to live my life. I cannot afford to be an employee of some company that dictates my value and can fire me at any time and has control over my autonomy. And I knew that at 19. And so I got involved in the direct selling space or what most people would call network marketing space. And I started to become successful in an energy drink company. It was an, an all natural energy drink company. Um, I, that was really interesting. I mean, getting paid and, and, and promoting and, 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 and showing up and, and doing sales and then all of a sudden it's like you have a team of people who are all you know making commissions and all this stuff. It was just a lot of fun, uh, but I was also learning a lot. And I realized I realized that you know I could do this. I I I see the business model. I, I said to myself I could scale it. I, I can I can invest into it. I can grow it. It is a it is my own you know my own thing. I I have to be able to pour my own energy into it. I have to manage my energy. You know you can't just like expect things to happen. That's definitely not going to happen. Um, or you know I can't say that that there's there's the Dalai Lama out there who's like the the rule of of uh, of of what is it the uh, no expectations or something. So so there is that there's some element to it. You can have success that way, but it's it's not the normal way in my opinion. Um, but you know I think that. Uh, to explain network marketing, really, like why network marketing? Why why a home-based business in general? Well, I will tell you one thing to consider is the distribution of products in network marketing space, you know, and this is just a little education that I always do with people who join my company or or who are looking at the business. Not not all the people do. A, a lot of people are customers of Longevity and they love the supplements. Um, but they don't really know how the business model works. And so just like longevity, other companies work the same way. So network marketing, well, how does the direct to consumer business model even work? Well, it's, it's this profound idea that you can make a product and it can go from the manufacturer straight to the consumer. It doesn't need to go to the whole foods. Uh, well, I was going to say wholesale actually. So it doesn't need to go to the Costco wholesale or other large wholesale vendors, uh, and then out distributing to retailers, whether it's the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup that you found at the 7-Eleven down the street or the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup you found at the Costco, which comes in like, you know, like packs of 16 Reese's Peanut Butter Cups or whether it's the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup you found at the local grocery store or you, you get what I'm saying? So those are all what I would call distribution outlets and Costco is a wholesaler, so they, they only sell bulk product, right? 
Um, well, when you think about it, um, network marketing works in a way where they take a product and they go straight to the consumer directly, right? And it takes out all the costs involved in distributing that product. I don't know if you ever thought about this, but you know, to make a product can be really, really cheap, right? And, but then once it goes through what I would call the distribution channels, you know, it goes from the wholesaler to another wholesaler, to a regional wholesaler, uh, to a local wholesaler, to a retailer, large retailer, then from a, from a large retailer could go to a smaller retailer. So it, it's all these elements of distribution. And in that channel, the, the product itself, whether it's Colgate toothpaste or a Reese's peanut butter cup, as I mentioned earlier, or whether it's a, uh, a volleyball, that a Wilson volleyball, like from Castaway, whatever it is, whatever product, it, it, it goes through these channels, it's bumped up in price every single time. So each distributor makes a bit of a profit, right? That's how you get to the retailer, ultimately to the consumer. So instead of this chain of distribution, it's actually in a network marketing model, it's a manufacturer, the creator of the product, goes straight to the consumer. Well, how is that even possible? How would you you go and get that? How would you know to buy it, right? That's the next element that's so important in the home-based business itself, which is that there's no money spent on advertising. Well, how is that possible? How could a direct market, direct to market product, direct to consumer product, not spend any money on advertising? Well, it's because they built a compensation plan structure to pay people in a pure referral-based business model. So they use people as the storytellers of a particular product or set of products or, or multiple products, depending on the company. And that person who, who's involved and who becomes what we would call them a distributor, they are able to market the product to their friends and family or in their own creative way. So some distributors, let's say in Longevity, they use radio advertising to actually sell their Longevity product. Now that's a, that's radio ads and that's a way of spending. That's not Longevity paying for those ads. It's the distributor themselves paying for those ads. And so what happens is you get the creativity that is involved in entrepreneurship and salesmanship and marketing tools. Um, but you're doing it in a way that you're able to sell to your friends and family. And so that's how the business model is actually set up. And I will also add that this is the classic entrepreneurship model. I would say it is the purest form of capitalism. You know, um, you know, back in the day, even McDonald's, I mean, for whatever Ray Kroc is worth and all that stuff, but the franchising concept was actually illegal. It was actually illegal. So the idea that you could patent a, a specific business and maybe even a specific burger and how it's made and whatever, a system, right? Even though it was patented, you couldn't sell or offer a franchise to somebody who's essentially going to do the same exact thing, run a business the same exact way, but in a different city or town or zip code or wherever. That was not allowed. that was not allowed. That was illegal. So they had to go through these legal processes to even make that happen. But I would say that franchising, so if you bought a Chick-fil-A franchise or you bought a a Bass Pro franchise, maybe Bass Pro is corporate, 
but but there's these franchises like gold's gym gold's gym there's corporate gold's gym but then there's also like franchising gold's gym so you can buy the name gold's gym and and, and everything in, in associated with gold's gym and then you can build your own gold's gym in, in in your local town so if you were to buy a franchise name that's a that's a that's created a lot of millionaires i want to say like well the most millionaires are created through real estate but a lot of millionaires are created through franchising. You know, I know I personally know a woman who owns 72 Denny's restaurants. 72. She probably owns more than that now. 72 though. Think about that. She's in the she she's she's worth multiple millions of dollars, okay? Um, but again, that's called franchising. So in this model, this this direct sales or network marketing model, what you're essentially doing is you're a franchise. You're buying the franchise. You get access to all of these products that are labeled and the company's labeled, manufactured, and the company's manufacturing place. But you're able to sell them and make commissions. And the company makes money because they're able to make money from the sale of the product itself. But also, the commission structure, instead of spending on advertising, sometimes half, if not more than half, of a company's, a direct sales or network marketing company's budget goes to paying other people, goes to paying a, what's called a distribution network, a network of individuals who are just regular Joe Schmoes or they could be doctors or mechanics or they can come from wherever, truck drivers, and they could be people who sold the product online via their site, yada, yada. So that's what I do. If anybody's listening to the podcast, you've known that I've, I've sell, I'm in direct sales and that in particular, I favor longevity and I'm going to tell you guys why. So, took a little sip there. Um, why longevity? Well, 22 years in business. That's almost all I have to say, but it's very important. 22 years in business um, is important because the timeline of a company is is crucial. You know, there's certain periods of time where you know three years in is is a checkpoint. Five years in is definitely a checkpoint. 10 years in is like, you know, you're, you don't want your management to die. You know, you're like at that point already where it's a decade in. Um, and there, there's major changes that can happen to companies by that point. And we're 22 years in and the company of longevity itself is family owned and operated. It is still family owned and operated. Um, it was founded by the Wallach family, right? And uh, I think that's also really important because when you have a family-operated business, you know that the company is not gonna, you know, uh, radically change, you know, or do anything dramatic or or stupid to compromise the company because essentially the owners of the company are uh, they're in it for the long haul, right? They're not just some random owners who bought. The, the company at five years old and then they run the company. You know what I mean? So there, there's a lot of people like startups, they start up a business. It's a really good idea for a while. They do it for five years. But like many entrepreneurs, they sell their business. You know, they're like, hey, I, I like it. It's cool. I'm going to sell it for, you know, 2 million or, or 10 million, depending on the kind of business it is and, and the, the value, you know, and then they walk away. Well, Longevity has been doing this for 22 years and they have the same CEO. It's the son, Steve Wallach. And that's a very important thing. Another big element of longevity is Dr. Joel Wallach. Dr. Joel Wallach is a uh, he's a pathologist and he's a veterinarian and now he's a naturopathic doctor. Um, and his dedication to health sciences 
really are completely unmatched. And uh, the reason being is because he started off as a veterinarian and he did this this uh, four-year-long, $40 million project to determine the effects of pollution on zoo animals in major cities across the U.S. And what he actually found out was through all the natural deaths and all the 30,000 autopsies he did, he discovered that it is nutritional deficiencies that are causing diseases in animals and human beings because he did autopsies on both. And that was in the, in the mid-60s when he found this out. And so he went on this crusade for decades to wake up the population to realize that supplementation, taking your vitamins and your minerals, your amino acids, all these different elements to the body is crucial for long life, for longevity, for health, for wellness, to actually live well. You know, it, it, while taking uh, some kind of mushroom extract is excellent and can be good for health, um, and taking some antioxidant from the Philippines can be can promote health and have antioxidant properties and, and, and sustain great health, um, it's not core foundational nutrition. And actually, this is one of the reasons why I love longevity is because they, they had the foundations of health. It, it's not just some product like some, some tea product or some mushroom product. Some, some, I call those wonder products. Wonder elements do exist in the planet. And they're wonderful things and they're out there and you can go extract a plant and then put it through a process and, and do all this thing and then it turns into a molecule and that molecule's, you know, effects on the cells. And I get that. That's beautiful. And longevity has plenty of those, by the way, plenty of wonder products. That's what's funny about it. Um, but the foundational nutrition got me because I'm a foundational guy. I'm a principal guy. I'm a guy that's like, I'm in it for marriage. I'm in it for long haul. I'm in it for life, right? That's kind of how I feel when I make business decisions. So the reason why longevity is because they, they, they deal with the foundational elements of life, the minerals, the vitamins, the amino acids, the essential fatty acids. These are the elements of life. This is what our cells actually need. They don't need a mushroom product. They don't need an antioxidant from mangosteen. They don't need anything from a fruit. They don't need these things. What they need are those foundational elements. And so I wanted to kind of preface that and and into getting into it because what's also important to me personally as, as someone who break in the matrix, you know, especially dealing in the world of, of politics and things of today, okay, is the aspect of legal liability. Um, you know, knowing that longevity in particular, they own all their patents. They, they have, they control it's, 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 uh, what's the call? What's the word I'm looking for? It's product control, but it's source control. It's they longevity in many of their products, the majority of their products, they own every single element of the creation and formulation of the product. So they actually, they actually own the mineral mine itself so that that they formulate the product from so the actual minerals the mine that the, the place that they get that they source their product they actually own it they don't rent it they don't they don't um lease it they don't buy it from some other you know source company and and have to rely on their regulating and their own sourcing they don't rely on anybody else and so young jevy's patented formulas just unmatched and their access to supplies are also really really crucial and really important so I think that um, 
you know, when you break it all down, I think it's really, really important in, in, in a sense when you look at companies that are going to stand for a while. And that's why they're around for 22 years. That's why they've never not paid me on time. They've always paid on the day that they should be paying. I've been involved for seven years. So they've always paid me on time. The checks always get out. You know, the, the products are always delivered on time. Um, there's some aspects, there's some back, the black backlogs can happen, especially in 2020. Some things can't happen obviously, but at the end of the day, the company always shows up and, and also the legal, the legal precedents they've set, you know, um, Dr. Wallach himself was involved in the health and supplements act here in America in 1994. So that's important to me. Why? Because this was when the FDA wanted to have regulatory power over supplements and they wanted to be able to implement a system where the doctor had to prescribe you vitamin A. They wanted to make it where a doctor had to prescribe you zinc and calcium and different elements. And they wanted pharmaceutical companies to run the vitamin world, to run and, and manufacture all the what, what would be considered a prescribed vitamin, a prescribed mineral. And Dr. Wallach was a part of that legal precedent where he actually, through his research, explained that doing a prescription or even a patent over a natural element as uh, like, like calcium or magnesium, that's like patenting an egg. You know, that's like patenting a, a cow or, 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 or vegetable like a zucchini or something. You just can't do that. You know, that, that's, not, that's not appropriate, especially for a country like America where we value our freedoms, obviously. Imagine, by the way, if we lived through COVID and the FDA had regulatory power over vitamins and supplements and the medical system, they were to bar treatment from you. Yes, we live in a world where there are people who get this thing called COVID-19, go to the hospital and they don't get treated with things that actually cure their disease. They are barred from actual treatment that works because the United Nations and the World Health Organization says not to do it and says that the only protocol is, you know, ABC and that's the only thing hospitals are willing to do. Yes, we live in a world where doctors and, uh, and the medical system itself is destroying and killing people. Yes, red pill alert. You do live in a world like that. So imagine if Wallach didn't have his say when it came to this 1994 health and supplements bill, it protected vitamins and minerals. And that's why Longevity products are not FDA approved. That's why most of the best supplements in the world are not FDA approved because the FDA, they approve junk when it comes to supplements. That's what they do. And, and it's, it's honestly really, really sad. But at the end of the day, I'm thankful that they don't have regulatory power over vitamins and supplements because now that they've approved a Pfizer vaccine and all this bullshit, are you serious? Do people really trust the FDA? Of course not. They knew that a bureaucracy like the FDA, as good as people might be in this inside the bureaucracy, it could be corrupted. The leadership could be corrupted. Anything can go, right? They could bar some vitamin or mineral from getting approved knowing it could be great. Just like the patent office in the US patent office, there's classified patents. I think Chevron and, and Exxon and they've bought, bought, that's funny. Uh, they've bought patents that, you know, of, of different things like engines that go a hundred miles per gallon. You know, um, they've bought patents like that. 
those patents are, are bought up by these corporations. So I just want you to imagine a world where we, if we lived in a world where, you know, you had to get pat, you had to get, uh, a vitamin A prescription from your doctor. Like they can't even prescribe you ivermectin today. Most inexpensive, you know, treatment for COVID-19. It's just, it's amazing to me. So, um, you know, I think that's really important. And uh, another thing that about longevity, which is super cool, is the thousands of other incredible products. Um, you know, I, I call it the Amazon of health and wellness products because really whether it's skincare or makeup or um, nutrition and wellness and tea and different things, you really can shop it at Longevity. Longevity has done a really good job at uh, absorbing and buying other really great companies and they offer just so many amazing products. So it's really bar none. Uh, and that's why I've set that bar so high with Longevity because anything they don't necessarily have, they continue to like buy off. They, they'll buy and absorb a company. So there's thousands of products. There's really no excuse for people not to be a customer at least because there's so many great products and the verification process that Longevity does, the rigorous sort of um, regulating they do of their own products is is really also uh, a high, high standard in my opinion. So, you know, it's really great. And the last thing I'll mention about it is uh, just the integrity and the loyalty. Um, it, it's it's they, With me, as opinionated as I am and as controversial as my beliefs may be, even though they're very true and based on facts, um, Longevity has never, I've never gotten a message from corporate. I've never gotten an email. I've never gotten any threat to my freedom of speech, to what I say. Whereas other companies that claim to be, you know, you know, woke and, 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 and good and, and stuff, they've, they've restricted some of their quote unquote brand ambassadors from having people on their show or doing things or commenting certain comments or saying certain things. So I just find that really patronizing and negative and horrific that corporations can hold a paycheck from people, even if they're brand ambassadors or affiliates, you know, they'll still hold your paycheck. So, you know, this company has never really been, uh, has never ever actually told me how to think. Nobody at that company has told me to think differently or, oh, you should say less of this or that. Not at all, nobody. So I really, really value that. So really my invitation for you is is to consider joining Longevity with me um, as a health and freedom warrior because you know we really need you essentially. Um, it's, it's, it's like the Uncle Sam poster because at this point we went through a whole COVID pandemic and I don't think I did a good enough recruiting job because... I think that there's a real need, if it's not obvious to you, it's obvious to me, for uh, wellness ambassadors, warriors for wellness. You know, it's very, very important that we start to consider these things because what are we gonna do as they continue to consolidate power? They can they continue to um, harm us through toxic chemicals like these vaccines and pharmaceutical uh, drugs and. Uh, different, you know, whatever you want to call it, aerosol injections, pollution in general. You know, we just continue to degrade ourselves in terms of our health and the food we eat and everything else. Why wouldn't this be a time for you to consider being a wellness advocate, a wellness warrior, and then getting paid to do it? Not just telling people to take horse medication like ivermectin, uh, that's a joke by the way, but uh, to do more than that, to advocate for overall well-being and wellness, you know, that's what I'm about, to take care of yourself, to have all the autonomy in the world, to, you know, do what's right for you, do what's right for 
to for your body, right? For your health. And so it's really a call to action that I'm asking for all of you is to consider this. Um, and, you know, be a customer at the least, you know, uh, buy the products because you're doing yourself a favor. You need the 90 essential nutrients. Uh, I will tell you one product in particular is the tangy tangerine. You just need it. You need the tangy tangerine. It's an absolutely fundamental product that you have to be taking every single day. It's 87 of the 90 essential nutrients. You cannot find this product. You cannot find that many nutrients inside of a $60 canister in the world. It does not exist. With the amount you get and the formulations and then the cofactors that are inside the tangy tangerine so that your body actually absorbs all the nutrition so it's bioavailable in the body, it's unmatched from any product in network marketing, especially, uh, but also in general all over the world. I have not personally found a product. I've been involved in seven years, and I've been on the hunt for a great multi-mineral and vitamin complex that is not as expensive uh, and really gives you the quality of nutrition that you need. And 87 of the 90 that you need, if you need 90 essential nutrients, they're essential. They're not They're not um, uh, alternative they're not if you can get it, you know, it's essential for your health and well-being. And each mineral and each vitamin, if you just look up benefits of vitamin A, you're going to have a list of benefits of vitamin A. I mean, so just imagine like every single element that comes together used to be in our soil. There's a whole story about it. But the point is, is all of those elements come together. And when they come together in your body, you literally become a more powerful human being. So you really should be a customer at the least. But more importantly, consider the impact of sharing health and wellness with others, especially during a time like this. You know, this is a really fucking crazy time we live in. And if you're not an advocate for health and wellness and you are not necessarily offering anything in alternative and you're just telling people to like, hell, if you're telling people to get vaccinated and you think that's the only way to to prevent COVID, then you're really on the wrong side of history. But um, if, if you're just saying, don't get vaccinated and screw COVID or something like that, It's just really not resonating with people. People need to really understand that you have options, that you're not just saying to not do something. You're not just saying to stay away from a particular thing, like don't take pharmaceutical drugs. It's like, okay, well, that's, that's cool. That's woke. But like, do you have anything else in mind? You know, like, yeah, probably getting off toxic pharmaceutical drugs will be beneficial, but a lot of people are uh, debilitated and they're dealing with debilitating diseases uh, because of their lack of nutrition. They're called nutritional deficiency diseases. That's what 95 plus percent of diseases are. Um, and then you've got the toxins and different things that cause cancer and other issues. Um, but nutrition is foundational. So the world is going into uncertain times. And now more than ever, people need to establish themselves in a business that is going to last through the tough times ahead. You know, 2020 has got to be arguably the most tough economic year since 2007, the financial crash, uh, but or 2008 financial crash. 2007 is kind of like when it started, but 2008 financial crash. Um, and uh, Longevity did amazing. Longevity was still able to get their product shipped on time. They paid on time. You know, they didn't have a lot of struggle. 
And I actually really, really admire that about Longevity. They really never, they never did me wrong and they never were slow on anything and they were always ahead of the game. Uh, and they were always prepared. And so with these uncertain times, you just, you want to be involved in a company like Longevity. You know, there's little cute and fun companies out there that are network marketing that you can earn money in. I know a couple of the shampoo companies and those wonder product companies that are out there. Uh, and I could just tell you that like, those are cute and fun, but they're not going to last very long. They're not going to last 10 years from now. They're not going to be around. Um, 20 years from now, they're definitely not going to be around. But I can tell you that Longevity will be around. <laughs> will be around. It'll probably be one of the larger ones, one of the biggest, most successful companies. So you really have to start picking the right business for you. Um, and this includes financially and healthfully because you know many people will be hurt by vaccines, COVID, you know, real COVID, by the way, COVID's real, by the way, um, whatever you want to call it, variant of it, whatever. It's real. It's killing people now. And the continued authoritarian consolidation of power, you know, it's really a real thing. And so we have to deal with these issues as they come. And so that's what I wanted to mention here today. So important, such, such, a, such a great element to get into because, you know, we have to get we have to get past this idea that we're disempowered, that we have no sort of source of income, no business to, uh, to, to pour it on, and all these companies are going to fire everybody because of vaccines or whatever. Like, no, you know what? There's a great company called Longevity, and I'm happy to be involved in it. And it's, 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 it's a way that I make a source of income that is able to uh, pay my bills, you know? And I think that this can be the same thing for you. And it's an opportunity for you. So um, while the creating new business opportunities is extremely significant to do, uh, at the same time, you you need to be retaining the value of the money you currently have. So um, I'm going to get into this more on breaking the financial matrix, but really um, financial competence and financial management is important. So I wanted to briefly talk about it, but look, buying and holding Bitcoin it is the most important financial decision that you can do right now. Whether it's $10 a week of Bitcoin or $10 a month of Bitcoin, it don't matter. You need to start buying Bitcoin. You need to start doing it um, and you need to be retaining some of that value. Even if you have a savings, even if you have a large savings, if you have you know, a, a grand, five grand, 10 grand, I would put 10% inside of Bitcoin right now. Uh, like today, actually. Today, I will tell you that um, in this very moment, I'm gonna look at the price of Bitcoin right now. Right now, Bitcoin is $42,000, flat, $42,000. That is super cheap, okay? Uh, you need to just invest in Bitcoin. Like I just told you what the price of Bitcoin was, it's 42,000. Who knows, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast and it's been a year from now, a month from now, two months from now, 10 months from now, who knows? You look at the Bitcoin price and think to yourself, wow, this guy, Dylan, was saying to buy Bitcoin at $42,000. And that $100 could have turned into God knows what. So I'm just telling you guys, you need to protect your currency. I'm not saying to dump everything you ever own into Bitcoin, but I'm just saying that you know you really ought to start buying some Bitcoin. And I, I will post the Voyager app it's, it's, you, we both get $25 little referral bonus thing. I'll post it in the podcast. Again, I just think everyone should be on Voyager. You have interest. You don't have any fees. And it's not a, it's not a very friendly day trading platform. That's more like KuCoin and Bittrex and different um, apps like that. I, I, that's, that's great. Coinbase Pro is nice for, for day trading. 
Um, but if you're not day trading, you don't want to worry about selling your you know Bitcoin every day to try to make a little profit here and there. If you're not really worried about that, then I would really just consider getting uh, Voyager and just buying Bitcoin on Voyager. You're earning interest. You'll make $25 a Bitcoin when you sign up. Um, and uh, look, it's just it's very important. And, and look, this is to retain the value of your US dollar. We just talked about central banking currencies earlier in the podcast on part one. And I went over all these major issues that we're dealing with currently. So you got to invest in Bitcoin. And if you're interested, obviously take a look at your own advice um, into other cryptocurrencies that could be just as important, if not more important in some cases in Bitcoin. Um, please do so. Uh, feel free. But I will say that Bitcoin is the strongest. It will be the reserve currency. I think it will be the world reserve currency if, if things go down correctly. Um, and we need to do this. We need, as they consolidate power, we need to decentralize ourselves. So yes, you need a home-based business. And yes, you need to be protecting the money that you already have. Uh, but more importantly, you need to manage your money better. You need to manage your money better. And so in my program, I'll be going over a lot of that stuff. But I really wanted to give that time for longevity to give you guys a real synapse of the company and, and the reasons why you should get involved and, and how you can. So if you are interested in getting involved in Longevity, by the way, contact me directly. Um, I will put my I'll put my email in there, um, and if you hit me up, just yeah, I'm gonna it's I'm gonna put my Proton mail email in there. So hit me up directly, and let's talk because you need to join Longevity. I will teach you the business. Um, if anything, be a customer. Like I said, that's that's good too. Um, but really, let's start getting the ball rolling here. And I'm gonna be talking about Longevity more and more. Um, it is an important part of my life. So just opening that dialogue with all of you right now. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and learned something new. Um, this isn't going to be a two-part podcast. So if you're listening to the end of part two, make sure to go and listen to part one. We went over a lot of different elements that, uh, that are important to considering what part two is all about. So I really appreciate your time, guys. You guys are a blessing. Have a great rest of your night. Peace.